And then I heard through the grapevine that only IBA students were allowed to go. So I ran to my academic advisor and I was like, change my program now. This is urgent. Today, we're joined with a very special guest. She grew up in Toronto, has never been on a roller coaster, and loves to camp. Please give a warm welcome to Lexi Scope. Hi, everyone. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm doing well. It's a Monday. Do you have the Monday blues? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Majorly. I, I think I lost my voice from grunting over my essay earlier today. Oh, Alone. No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's brutal. That's tough. I feel like today feels like a blue Monday for me just because like the weather is just so like gloomy and overcast. And I mean, for me, I'm working early this week, so I get up and it's dark. And then like, thankfully when I came home, it was like around four. So it's not that dark, but it's still so gloomy. And I'm like, oh, thank God yeah. I had motivation first thing in the morning. Cause like now after I just ate dinner, I'm like, I just want to veg. Yes. And you have a busy evening still. You were saying just before we started recording that you still have stuff to do. So it's not ending anytime soon for you. No, it is not. It started early this morning, about 7 a.m. Then I went to the gym for eight. And then my day was filled with writing papers and, and reading mostly Shakespeare. So oh, I'm in the Shakespeare really mindset today. The feminist critique of Shakespeare. <laughs> oh, that's fun. That's fun. So what I usually start with is an introduction to how I've met my guests, but I don't know if you want to talk about it all uh, in terms of what you do for work or you're doing essay stuff. If you want to touch on that first, and then we can get into that, how we met. Okay. Well, I'm a student at university. I'm doing, I'm studying French and English. So a lot of my time is spent reading and writing wow. for work. <laughs> For work, I also work for my university. I'm a student ambassador, so I do a lot of the first-year programming. And we met back in the day when I used to work, <laughs> when I used to do, like, more food service jobs. So yeah. we met at Chocolat Favori, an ice cream store. That quickly went downhill. But oh, we have God. some good memories there. And I'm thankful for my time there. I mean, I yeah. met my boyfriend there, and my brother worked there for a bit, so... It was it was good times. And I'm lucky that I joined when I did. Because yes. <laughs> I mean, it was COVID. But I got to meet you. And I got to meet a lot of good people that summer. It was really fun. And then going into the following summer when you were gone, it was not the same, not the same group of people. Uh, unfortunately, not necessarily the same drive in terms of, you know, just like what we have to do still really nice people just just not the same it wasn't the same as like the OG crew and like you know who I'm talking about when I'm saying mm -hmm, like the OG mm -hmm. crew it was yeah. really fun the first summer the, at least that I was there yeah. I I yeah. mean it's food service so it's as fun as it can be and hectic mm -hmm. and in the middle of COVID and 
all that fun yeah. stuff. But we stopped seeing each other because you went away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> first school, which is understandable. But then you got to do a semester abroad, which is what I want to talk about, because if anybody knows me, they know that I love to travel and I did a semester abroad yeah. and I love talking yes. about it. So yes. I want to hear all about yours because if you're anything like me, you want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, no, that like, I remember that was one of the first things we spoke about was how you spent so much time traveling. So we definitely have that in common, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So let's kind of start off with the fact that you were gonna go away and then you had a bit of a scare leading up because we went into yes. kind of a little bit of a lockdown wasn't it it was because yeah. it was right before christmas you left in january of 2022 yeah yeah, yeah. we had and like then, a yeah. lockdown i think right before right and you you thought mm -hmm. that you weren't gonna go it was like postponed i think at one point right yeah yeah, even when I look back, because it's all happened, it's hard to it's hard to remember that I almost didn't get to go. But uh, yeah, at one point, the entire program was called off and no one was leaving. And then we got a couple emails here and there saying, you know, there might be a few exceptions made. And then I heard through the grapevine that only IBA students were allowed to go. So I ran to my academic advisor and I was like, change my program now. This is urgent. I want to be an international bachelor of arts. So, and you know, like I put the whole urgent many exclamation marks in the subject line of that email and they got back to me pretty quickly and they changed my degree. And for that reason, I was allowed to go with five other people. No um, way. I, I yeah. didn't know that that's the only reason why you're allowed to go. Yeah. And that actually, I got that go ahead 10 days before my flight. So my flight was booked. I didn't want to cancel it because there was like the slight chance that I would be allowed to go. I needed to start packing because if I was allowed to go, that would be like a very, very tough task to pack for six months within 10 days. So I had started packing before and then I got the go ahead 10 days before and then it was cram and go time and like no time to think. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and then remind me, did you have accommodation for your semester or did you have to look for housing? No, I had to look for housing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. I, I thought that I thought I remember you saying that, but Steven's sister, Kate also was away for a semester abroad in university. And I couldn't remember if it was her, or if it was you, but yeah. So that's even more stressful because you had yeah. already remind me, you had How already, do you, your memory is incredible. Oh my goodness. But yeah, like I had already, paid I went for through the, yeah, yeah, like I went through the process of finding a house abroad which is like very challenging just because of the time difference and the way that their bureaucratic process is is so different than ours but I had wired the money to her mm -hmm. decided to stick to the place that I was at so yeah the money was in their account and I was emailing her begging her like hey worst case scenario would you be willing to send the money back so that was a very uncomfortable situation because that was a good that was a good two thousand dollars which it's not easy to let go of just because a trip could maybe possibly be canceled. But at the time, yeah. it was frustrated that we the trip may have been canceled because there was students who were already abroad and there were no restrictions in Europe at the time. So we were all crossing our fingers. But yeah, turned out for the best. So wild. I can't believe I remember that. <laughs> now that yeah. I'm thinking of it, it's like coming to my mind. Okay, so let's yeah. talk about so where where did you get to go? Where did you live? Okay, so I lived in Rouen 
Normandy. It's the north section of France. It's the capital of Normandy, which is just a region there. There's a lot of World War II history and Impressionist art that happens there. So that's mostly what it's known for. That's awesome. And then, so you were studying. So what were you studying when you were there? I was studying French linguistics. Okay. And the way that school is done is quite different there because it's publicly funded. Mm -hmm. So things are more low budget and their systems are also very different, which which took some getting used to. So I was doing French linguistics, except I was put in the highest level, which was third year, whereas here it would be fourth year. So I was put in higher level than I should have been. And I had never done French linguistics before. And the way that their courses work sort of thing is it's almost like high school where everyone takes the same courses together. So you literally walk from course A to course B to course C together. You don't get electives. You don't get choice. So, yeah, you start in your year one taking courses A, B, C. And then in semester two of year one, you're taking C, D, E. Okay, yeah. So you can imagine I had jumped into like to third year having missed all of those prerequisite courses, also not having done French linguistics. So when I sat in my first class, I was really freaking out. Like I was, I was crying. I, my friend who I was there with, we were talking about, you know, possibilities. Do I switch to English? Do I like, what do I do? So yeah, I did French linguistics. It was a roller coaster, but it turns out that what I learned and studied there actually really helped me with my degree here afterwards. So I'm I'm thankful I stuck through it. That's really awesome. Now, for my for my viewers that don't know, you speak French, at least yes. Canadian French, and yes. you went to French school. Like you, you didn't go to like public or private or anything. You went to a French school, right? No, I did immersion. So my okay. French isn't my French isn't like the strongest. My boyfriend and his sister went to an all French school, so they're okay. they're they're like fully considered bilingual. My degree, I guess I did immersion in high school and elementary school. And then my university degree was French studies. So I do have elevated, elevated French level. Now, now having come back, I consider myself fully bilingual. And did you find with having that experience? Because I know for myself, like I just did whatever public school and high school basic French classes and I hated it. So I didn't catch on. I didn't really pay attention. But with you doing French immersion, did you find that you like were able to just join in conversations and understand? Or did you find that even still the French that you learned in school is different to what they're speaking in France? Because in France, they speak like I hear they say we speak more slang where they're very like proper. That's the word I was looking for. Is they're really proper? Did you find it was easy to speak or did you find you had challenges at any point? When I think about the difference between learning French in Canada and learning French in France, what comes to mind is when you're learning, when you're speaking French in France, it's a fully immersed environment. So they're using words that you would never learn in school. Like in English, we say like a lot. But if you were to learn English as a second language, you wouldn't be taught the word like in class. So when I moved to France, people were saying a lot of things like en effet or du coup which are like filler words that you do not learn in school. Which so is our like equivalent to like. Like, so um, those were things to get used to. Also, 
the linguistic insecurity is something that a lot of non-native French speakers experience just because there is a culture in France of not being super accepting to other accents. So that was definitely a hurdle to push myself to speak French to francophones. But in many cases, I really didn't have a choice. Speaking to my landlord or speaking to the guy who installed our Wi-Fi or going to the grocery store, you do not have a choice because no one is going to speak English to you. So it, it really pushed me. But yeah, what I learned in school was enough to get me by, enough to help me like read my lease and understand the aisles in the grocery store. But it was not enough to help me communicate comfortably with my peers in class. I found that was the, the most challenging part was having casual conversations with people there. Yeah, 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 that would be that would be really hard. See, your your experience is way more, I would say, advanced than than my experience was because I was only there for two months in France, whereas you were in six months and you also had a lot more hurdles to get over with finding a place. And then, like you're saying, being able to communicate with your landlord, whereas I had accommodations, which is why I asked that, because we stayed in. Uh, a chateau and the people at the chateau were bilingual and spoke English and would kind of help us in terms of like where to go like you know grocery stores Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. sometimes we'd have them with us as well we had a couple students with us in our group where they would they were more heavy speaking French I mean Montreal or like Quebecois which they don't like in France, they don't like that slang at all. And then they hear that person talking for the group. And, you know, if you're not at a restaurant where somebody's serving you, if you're out and about, people are giving you like dirty looks if you're trying to speak. Yeah, no, it's not even, it's not even a stereotype. Like I, people do not wear sweatpants in France. So when I arrived to Paris and was wearing sweatpants, the first day was trying to get my SIM card set up the looks that I was getting like I thought it was like I thought it was all stereotypes it wasn't gonna be true but like what you are saying about the side eye that you can experience is is a very big part of the culture there yeah Yeah, for the fashion too I kind of forgot about that yeah you don't wear you don't really wear yoga pants you you don't wear your leggings you don't wear sweatpants if you're gonna wear any sort of like you want to say like leggings kind of thing like you're wearing tights and that's generally speaking because you're wearing a skirt like you're wearing like yeah but that that's as far as it goes there's no like relax wear or like casual wear casual wear still a nice shirt and like jeans or like pants like press pants and like cute shoes like yeah, I kind of had a little bit of a rude awakening too when I went. I don't I don't know if I, I really had that much sweatpants, but I'm pretty sure I brought a couple pairs of yoga pants and like that was a hard no. I actually packed because I was only there for two months, I, I didn't pack a whole lot. But by the end of my trip, I had completely thrown out all of my clothes that I brought with me and bought a whole new wardrobe because I went to like Premark in in the UK and a couple other stores like H and M in in mm-hmm. France H and M is different. Like, <laughs> so good, like that's yeah. the, like if you're like okay, I don't want to yeah. spend that much money on clothes, but I still want to get some cute stuff. H and M just like 
hits so hard. Here's another store. Oh, it's going to bother me. I don't remember what it was called. It was something with a P, but like me and, and, and my best friend, like we would shop there, but yeah, I got rid of all my clothes. Like I threw out all my clothes. I'm like, I don't need this shit. <laughs> yeah. And then got yeah. nice, nice stuff, but it's very, it's yeah, very, I, it's very, I felt like I was in a movie, a mean girls high school musical movie because they're, they were not the friendliest and they were all dressed so nicely so I was like standing in the middle of the campus like looking around me and I really it did not feel like real life like at all you should have had like this is what I heard I I don't it's been I went in 2012 so it's been like 10 years actually that I went you should almost had like a Canadian flag on everything I did you wore okay because like I hear that Usually, if they hear you speaking English, they assume you're an American and they American. do not like Americans, like mm-hmm. at all. But if they find out you're Canadian, sometimes they're nice. Not everybody, but sometimes they can be. Yeah, yeah, especially because of the part that Canada played in the war. They're, they're, they have a little soft spot for Canadians. Yeah. 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 On my first day of class, I was so extremely nervous. And God bless this angel, I swear, like... He sent her. She noticed I was nervous. Her name is Nina. So thankful for her. She came up to me and she's like, hey, like, are you okay? I'm like, no, like, I'm really nervous. Like, I, this is my first class ever in France. And she's like, oh, you know, come sit with me. You can meet all my friends. And on top of that, I'm going to share with you my entire notes online. You can have everything I have. I'll help you with your bank account. Like, I'll help you settle in. Aww. She literally held my hand the whole time. She was the nicest French person I had ever met. Uh, yeah, we still keep in touch. I was going to say, I hope you still have that connection because, like, that's yeah. so nice. I'm sure that she really, like, helped make this trip, like, she did. so good because yeah. she took your experience completely different and probably wiped away a little bit of that fear and and reservation that you had and 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 see I didn't have that so much in terms of somebody in France but I was in France with my best friend so Mm -hmm. if I'm getting freaked out she's right there by my side so you know what I mean we're freaking out together yeah but she was a little bit better at at French she she could speak a little bit better I could understand more than I could speak I, I couldn't right, right. I couldn't put together a whole lot of sentences. Like I was more piecing some words together, but my whole thing and I, I laugh about it still to this day is I would go in places and if I needed to ask questions, I would be like, Pourlez vous anglais? And if they would be like, No, I'd be like, oh, well. <laughs> like I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, yeah. you know, that that's the easiest thing. That was the easiest thing that I could pick up and I could remember and I can still remember 10 years mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. I I yeah. swear, though, I never in a million years thought that I would I would ever be in a position where I would end up in France. So I kick my I kicked myself and I still do to this day, too, where I wish that I would have paid more attention in school. And that's always one of those things that if anybody's like, oh, if you could give advice to your younger self or you could get advice to any young kid I would say take French or or another uh, language seriously like because it can open up so many opportunities and you never know when you're gonna need it right yeah so you told me how long you were away for which was Mm -hmm. six months and I kind of want to start drilling you with some questions and Mm -hmm. and ask you 
this is this is the question that I think I know the answer to, but I have to ask it anyways. What did you miss the most when you were away? Tim Hortons. I am not even kidding you, Violet. I landed. I landed in Fran- in Paris. I got off the plane. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited to get my bagel and cream cheese from Tim Hortons. Like that's gonna hit so hard. I looked around. I was like. Oh my goodness, like for the first time, I realized I was not going to have Tim Hortons for the next six months. Like I was craving that the whole time. Oh. So I ended up getting, I ended up getting a little waffle from a vending machine. No big deal, but it, yeah, I, I really miss Tim Hortons. And then, okay, so then let's flip it on the opposite side. So now that you're home, what do you miss most about being there? I think I miss the culture the most I miss being able to walk places I miss what was really special to me while I was there were the people that I met so many people in Europe are studying abroad they have a program called Erasmus where European countries like send their students all over the place so I would be in a room at once with someone from Turkey London Italy Czech Croatia and then I knew some people from Brazil so we it was like a bunch of us who had like taken the leap to move move away in the same room, all different cultures, all different experiences together was the most beautiful part. And I don't think in my entire life I'll have that again. So, so that's what I missed the most. That was like, that was the best part for me. Yeah, that yeah. is very, that's very, very cool. It's a, it's a different experience. I, I, I mean, I was with a giant group where there was, I think 10 of us, some were culinary students, some were hospitality students. But then when we went to our chateau, we met a group of like, they were all from the States, but studying different things. And, and I know what you mean, because the connections and, and just conversations that you get to have people that you meet, and you just learn so much different things. And it kind of opens your eyes up to just how life is so different in different places, right? Whether yeah. that's, that's negative or positive, but just mm-hmm. Sometimes you kind of forget that, like, you know, you're this small, tiny person, this speck on this giant globe of the world. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and sometimes we kind of, like, I know myself, forget that, because you're like, oh, my God, what's just going on with your life? You're like, oh, my God, my life is so dramatic and everything. And you're like, you have no idea what's going across, like, in another country, good, again, good or bad, but just it's crazy. It's crazy. Kind of just makes you realize like how precious life is and, and the time that you get to spend with people and also how quickly that time goes by and start to forget about it. Cause like, I mean, 10 years for me, but I'm sure you've been home now for almost another six months now, right? Came home in. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure that there's things where like, the longer you're back home and back immersed in your regular pattern that you kind of start to forget like little bits and pieces of the trip. And, and I don't know if if you took that many pictures, but I took so many pictures as much as I possibly can, because those, those memories, unfortunately will fade, but the pictures, Mm -hmm. as long as you have the pictures, you can kind of respark that memory and, and almost relive those moments again and having those, those connections with those people that you made and, and still keeping in contact here and there. It's, it's quite incredible. It it really is. It's Mm -hmm. amazing how 
just something so small as having a quick conversation. And then you never know, like years later, you might meet them again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we talk about seeing each other. Yeah. I took, oh, I think I took 10,000, over 10,000 pictures and I made an Instagram account for just myself and my family. And I posted everything that happened to me. If I didn't sleep, if I was crying, if I was oh. unhappy on transit, I posted it because I, well, I wanted my parents to like, and my brother and my boyfriend to know like all the small things that were happening through the day, like, especially because of the time difference. Yeah. But that account helps me remember the good, the bad, the ugly, all of the feelings in between. So yeah, even when I think about it, there's, there's small memories that come up about my friends that it makes me feel warm inside. Like I'll never forget. I have four Italian girlfriends and they were taking like three times the amount of courses I was taking and it was exam season and they were one girl sent in the group chat like does anyone want to go for a wine and aperitivo and I was like what it's exam season like aren't we supposed to be studying but the culture is so different there school isn't everything she was like no we'll study so much better after we go out together and socialize and go for a walk and you know forget school for a bit I miss those 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 small moments for sure uh, that, that just makes me like I have goosebumps that makes me warm and fuzzy because I know exactly what you're talking about even the fact that like their lunches like they take like three or lunches in mm-hmm. some parts like mm-hmm. I'm like oh, could you imagine and like it's not like they're just taking three hour lunches and just sitting in a corner on their cell phone, on their like, phone. it's no. fam- it's family yeah. dinners and you all sit around and you talk for the three hours and you get to know your yeah. peers or your coworkers and, and just enjoy that time. It's just, it's yeah. so different. I miss it's it so every different. day. That's why I'm living yeah. through you and your experience <laughs> now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Now that you gave me all the warm and fuzzies, let's, let's look at some other questions. So what surprised you the most about the entire trip, whether that was, you know, going on small excursions or your school experience or dealing with renting while you're there? What what kind of surprised you the most, good or bad? Good or bad. I Or both. Just tell me both if you can think of anything. <laughs> yep, yep. I was very surprised by the administration process in France. It's really difficult to end a lease, to end a Wi-Fi bill, to end a, close a bank account. That was very surprising. I guess another thing that was surprising was the school system, how different it was. Publicly funded, again, like I said, it's a very, very different experience. It felt like high school because everyone was studying the same thing. Yeah. So let's talk about like ending, ending a lease. So what, Mm. what made it kind of difficult? Like, was it just a lot of steps or like going through a lot of hoops? Yeah. Hoops, loopholes, letters that you have to sign and mail and write and date and stamp and then approvals and calls and I don't know why they make it so difficult but I am I am still getting emails from that bank and I don't know why because that account is supposed to be closed oh boy that's so weird yeah yeah and the food was surprising oh my goodness I have heard food in Europe is different I did not know it was that different like different how like like fresh like fresh and good like oh, fresh like in Canada yeah. in Canada you buy you buy a loaf of bread and it's fine for the week two weeks in 
France, you buy a baguette and by the end of the day, it is rock solid. It yeah. has n- absolutely no preservatives in it. You can eat the entire lo- the entire baguette, the entire pizza and not be bloated, not feel sick, not right? be tired. It is, I, I, when I moved back, I was sick after every meal. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. guess after being gone for so long and your body mm-hmm. gets kind of accustomed to, yeah. to having good, healthy food. It's sure the food is very different. Like I, I don't even know how to explain it because you go places here or even like, I hate to say it, but like families and stuff like that, that are doing Italian cooking and you think you're getting like true, authentic, like Italian cooking. And I mean, I'm sure, you know, people here can make it really good. But because it's the ingredients that we're still using Absolutely. that have those preservatives, it's it's not the same at all. And it's okay. funny that you say the baguette getting hard because I can remember a couple of times buying a baguette and having just like a baguette and cheese. And then by mm-hmm. the end of the day, like smacking yeah. it off <laughs> of the table because it's so rock solid. Yeah. Like so good. Yeah. I miss even yeah go ahead sorry even even I remember opening my fridge and there was mold on my jam and (laughs) I have never ever you have jam and I bet you you have jam in your fridge from a year ago and there's no mold on it a year ago probably too and I've never (laughs) seen mold on jam ever saying like there is not preservatives in their jam I'm pretty sure their Nutella is even made differently like Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's funny that you say Nutella because I was going to say what I miss the most is I miss fresh, warm croissants yeah. with some Nutella. There's nothing that beats that in the morning. <laughs> That's a breakfast food. It's so good. And the pasta. Oh, the pasta. I miss the pasta, but I miss, yeah. like I said, the family style dinners. Like, yeah. oh, it's just so. I don't know. So good. I, yeah. I I remember when we went out as a group, again, there was like about 10 or 15 of us out to dinner and even the billing, like the gratuities included, like you don't yeah. tip it's included in the bill, which is kind of nice because then, you know, kind of how much you're spending, but because there were so many of us were Canadian, you just, you, you split just, it down the middle, right? Like everyone, at least what we did, we just got three bottles of wine. Everyone shared everything. Yeah. And then the bill was split. It didn't depend what meal you got. No. It was just, we're all here eating together. We split the bill in five or six, how many we are. It was beautiful. Yeah, we we did the same thing too, but we tipped. So the one place that yeah. we went, because we're not we're not used to not having to tip, yeah. we tipped and, and the guy came back and he's <laughs> like, no, like this is your money. And we're like, no we're giving you a tip and he's like no no no, it's included in the bill we're like we don't care like here keep it he brought us out a whole tray of shots Mm. kept kept the kept the money but also still brought us a tray of shots and we're like what the hell like you didn't have to do that that was your money but Yeah. yeah the splitting of the bill like so different and then also the one thing that I got very hard hand slap was taking food home that it's just, oh, yeah. I don't know if you, if you yeah. heard that, but it was, it's disrespectful. If you don't finish your meal at the restaurant, you just leave it and that's it. Yeah. You're not allowed to take home. And yeah. like, I'm not used to that because sometimes my eyes are bigger than my stomach. And if I get yeah. an app and then I get a main, sometimes mm-hmm. I don't always finish my main. Right. So yeah. the one time that I asked for a takeout container, 
oh my God, the looks that I got. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's embarrassing to ask for it. Yeah. You do not do that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Not at all. Even, even the like home cooked meals, my Italian friends, so hospitable, would like have me over after class and make me spaghetti and they would like give me their pesto and they would show me how to do it and I have videos of the girls like showing me their tips on how to make and it was so good like even it even though it was just like spaghetti and pesto or spaghetti and tomato sauce like it was it was so good like (laughs) something that they knew is different so tell me you're obviously gonna go back at some point just for the food right (laughs) oh oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) I I love that I also actually want to go back to like my first question when I was like so what did you miss the most I definitely expected you to see your boyfriend (laughs) and you're like oh I forgot what you said now like the food or whatever you said (laughs) Violet that was hard like the long distance was hard but it wasn't it wasn't hell like our communication was fine and we got through it I know a lot of couples that broke up as they went on exchange but for Michael and I it wasn't even yes it was hard because of the time difference and it was hard because we were missing each other physically and we we it's not the same to be on zoom with someone yeah but it went okay like I have no complaints we had zoom dates and we would uber each other food and we would mail each other letters and send Amazon packages and you do all the little things to get through it and then I remember at the airport I was crying before I even saw him, I was. Like, I saw the video and yeah. I felt it. I'm like, oh my god! Like I was, yeah. I was ugly crying for you. Yeah. Alexis was like, oh, <laughs> so good. I'm so yeah. happy. But did he? Did he come and visit you at one point? No, he dropped me off. He helped me move in, so I wasn't going to friends all alone when I first got there. He was there to help me, you know, lift my suitcases into the apartment without an elevator. <laughs> Yeah. So he was there for the beginning, which was very hard. I remember the last night in the hotel room, I woke up to him like holding me and crying. And we had it like it was it was honestly it was one of the worst nights of my life, which I know is not a very terrible night, but it was a very hard night. We had finished both toilet paper rolls and the tissue box that was in the hotel room because we were crying so much. It was a really difficult because we knew it was the last time we were going to be together for a long time. It was, it was really, I don't like thinking about it. It's talked. Yeah. And you guys have been together for a while and that's the longest you guys have been apart, right? Like physically yeah. apart. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now we're talking about engagement. So <gasps> what? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's super exciting. That makes yeah. me really happy for you. <laughs> I know. I know that was one thing that you were stressed about because you mm-hmm. were like, oh, I'm so excited for this experience. But being away from him is going to be hard. But obviously, yeah, you guys got through it. It sounds like you guys came out the other end stronger, right? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You learned how to kind of communicate in a different way where it's exactly. not just being in person. It's, mm-hmm. it's so it's beautiful, actually, at the end of the day. Yeah, it, it really is. I love that. So you talked about being able to walk a lot. So did you typically walk when you went a lot of places or did you tram it or did you attempt to take a taxi or anything like that? Like what, what kind of transportation did you usually do? Within the city, it was very comprehensive. It was just, there was three buses and they took you everywhere in the city. So it it was also walking distance. I was 10 minutes from the downtown core. So most of the time I would walk it. 
and then if it was raining or chilly I would I would just take the bus but you know being back in Toronto at least where I live you you cannot walk most places so it feels very isolating as opposed to where I was living. I like opened my door and was able to see the grocery store and see the bus stop. Everywhere, everything was there at my fingertips. Even a night out with friends, I didn't have to worry about how I was going to get home because it was so simple. So there was a lot of walking and a lot of that same bus, T1. <laughs> so you, you have to come and visit me at my new place because it might give you a little sparkle of what it feels <laughs> yeah. like to not have to drive. drive anywhere or get transportation just walking everywhere because it's yeah. funny. If I... If I go and stand out, out of the front of my building, I can see Loblaws and an LCBO yeah. and a Tim Hortons and a Subway. So having that convenience yeah. of, of everything yeah. at a walking distance definitely makes a huge difference. Yeah. Now let's talk about traveling as a whole. Did you get mm. to do any like trips? Like because you're yeah. in school, did you have like excursions or anything through school where you did trips I did but it, I, I took culinary so it's a little bit different and did you have like weekends or anything like that where you were able to do kind of those small trips yeah in in France the school gives you a week off in the beginning of the semester and then two weeks off at the end of the semester or nearing the end of the semester so in total I had three weeks of pure clean travel time and then I did weekends I saw a lot of countries. I saw I saw Portugal, I saw Spain, I saw Belgium and the Netherlands, London, England, and Germany on that side. So I got to travel a lot. And and then with travel within France, I did with the student organization for all of the exchange students within Europe. But travel outside of France was my roommate and I. That's, that's awesome. That's so yeah. fun. Out of all of the little like trips that you went on, small or big, I should say, what mm -hmm. what was the best trip or like the trip that you looked forward to the most? The best trip was definitely Berlin because I had no idea what it was going to be like. But oh my goodness, I think about it every day. It was incredible. The culture was so cool. I'll tell you, I remember so clearly we were walking at night, we were drinking, I think I was drinking a Rattler or something. We were all street drinking because we were allowed to in Germany. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> it was amazing. But everyone leaves their empty bottles. They don't throw the bottles out. They leave them at the bottom of the garbage can for less fortunate people to take the bottles and then be able to recycle them for money, which was so beautiful. Wow. Um, that is really nice. Yeah. And in Germany, like a lot of the, the homeless people, they had mattresses and blankets that were given by the governments or other organizations. So I really liked Germany. I loved learning about the history. It was so cool. Our tour guide had actually seen the wall come down. So I was hearing everything from his perspective and his, you know, everything that he experienced from that history was so cool because we learned about it in Canada. But I was actually talking to a guy that was there. So Germany was my favorite. I love that. That's that's awesome. I didn't get an opportunity to go to Berlin. That's that's one place that I wish that I did. But I was fortunate enough to go to a couple places in Germany. And Germany is just a fun place to be as yeah. a whole. I actually got really lucky. So my mom was born in some part, I think, outside of Berlin. But she grew when she grew up she moved to Frankfurt Germany at one point and I think she was probably in her 
like maybe early 20s, like 1920. So she asked me if you get an opportunity, go to Frankfurt. And I did. I was lucky, actually. One of the coordinators at the Chateau, she was actually from Frankfurt. So she's like, do you want to just come home with me on a weekend? You can come and stay with me. And like, you can meet my mom. Like she was, uh, I was 20, was 21. She was probably like, late 20s so she wasn't much older than me and she's like yeah come and stay so me and my other friend mark who was really interested in going as well we went and we stayed at her house and is cute and she like took us on like a bunch of touristy things and it was in october so it was like october festival we were there too that's cool so cool it was a lot of fun a good experience yeah germany is it germany is underrated but it is it and did you go to Italy at all while you were there? Or no? no, no, I'm saving that for the boyfriend. Can't <laughs> go without him. He's he's Italian. He'll take me. But no, I didn't end up going to Italy. Yeah, because I thought that was one of the places that you're going to go. But yeah, save save that for you guys. I feel like yeah. Italy is so romantic. Like you have yes. to go with like the bow yeah. and like drink all the wine, and yeah. eat all the pasta, and <laughs> do all the things. Yeah. I bet you probably didn't even notice all the food that you were eating because you were walking so much more that just probably didn't even feel like you were eating that much too. I did not gain any weight, which doesn't make sense because in Canada, I eat a clean diet, like whole grain, (laughs) complex carbs. Like I am eating clean there. I I like threw all that out the window and I did not put on any weight, which is insane. But again, it goes back to what we said, where it's just the like ingredients, re- yeah. real food, real food, yeah. like all all the time, nothing crappy. Yeah. So I have a couple more questions that I'm going to ask you. And then I have a little fun game of this or that that we're going to play that's okay. like edition. So I'm okay. super excited. So out of the entire experiences that you had, what I know you kind of mentioned about like dealing with the lease and stuff like that but what was like the most frustrating part about your trip the most frustrating part if there was I think yeah what comes to mind was it's something that you wouldn't I don't think you would necessarily understand unless you've been through it but when you're in Canada and you're used to things happening a certain way and certain systems when you're in a different country all of that goes out the window so People that you have to contact regarding courses or news updates, government information, bus schedules, everything that you know is out the windows. So I remember waking up one of my first classes, 6 a.m., had to get there for 8, got there. There was no one there. The class was canceled. Turned out I wasn't on an email list that I was supposed to be on to hear updates. Things like that happen just because you're not used to the system. So right. that that was the most frustrating part is you don't know where to get your information, where your information should be coming from. Where in Canada, you know exactly where to get the important information. Yeah, that would have yeah. been that would have been frustrating for sure. Yep. Yeah. Are the buses because I didn't take I don't remember taking any buses. I took trams when I was in Strasbourg. Are the bus systems like crazy, like the trains and the trams where like they show up right at eight yes. o'clock. And if you're not there at eight o'clock at eight oh one, they're gone. Yes. But my buses were coming every two minutes. And then on Sundays, maybe every 15 minutes. So you were never waiting super duper long at a bus stop. Oh, okay. That's, that's not yeah. too, too bad. Now, 
trying to pack for six months, I could only imagine is really, really difficult. Was there anything that you forgot or you wish you packed that you didn't? I ended up buying things like a hairdryer. I ended up buying a blender because I wanted to make soup. There was things that I just couldn't bring over, but but nothing I don't think that I forgot, which is good. But okay. it's also hard to keep track because I was I was buying stuff while I was there too. So yeah, did you bring a lot of stuff home? I brought so much stuff home. Packing was such a challenge. I I yeah, I can't even explain to you how <laughs> difficult packing was for the way back. Did you end up like throwing out any any of your like stuff to kind of swap out for new stuff? Like I said, I did. No, but I was paying overweight baggage fees. I was stuffing suitcases. <laughs> I was wearing layers of clothing. Like <laughs> I, I, I did the the maximum. Like, yeah. <laughs> did you bring wine home at all? No, but I brought a lot of pasta sauce because you cannot get <laughs> the good pasta sauce here. So I have I have jars of pesto from Italy <laughs> that are very special to me. <laughs> I love that. Can I come over for a cheese night? Like a cheese yes. night and have some oh of your pesto? Okay, but Violet, the price of cheese here. I, I got here and I was so I came back. I was so excited to take my parents out for a cheese night and show them the favorite cheeses I had tried in Europe. And it's unaffordable. <laughs> like I was buying like so much brie in France for three euros and I came here and it's like literally up to $15 for half of the amount like it's not affordable you know you know it was my favorite when I was in France and like it does not taste the same when I'm here is camembert did you have camembert so good camembert is from the region I was living in so I had the freshest oh jealous yeah Yeah, you should have brought some cheese home (laughs) they actually changed the travel laws you can bring specific cheeses home now really yes next time you go i'm booking my trip just to get cheese (laughs) (laughs) i love that okay before we play our this or that game is there anything that i didn't ask you that you wanted to mention at all or do you feel like i think a lot when I first got there, whenever people ask me about my time abroad, I never know what to say besides the fact that when I first got there, it was so challenging. But then I got to watch myself literally fall in love with this town. And now I have this like very unique relationship with this very small town in France that no one except for my roommate and I will understand. But this like deep love for this beautiful city that yeah. that like I got to discover in and out. Like I know all of the streets and all the different streets have memories. Uh, it was a very beautiful experience that I feel like you only really understand until you do it. So I'm sure you understand like yeah. the love that you have for that one city that you you faced all your challenges in, that you made happy memories in, you had night walks in, you cried yeah. in. Yeah, that that's you, what stands out to me. You picked some grapes of ice wine that somebody was yeah. growing in the backyard yeah. at night and was eating yeah. on a rock home. Yeah, fun stuff like that. Getting three dollar or three euro bottles of wine yeah. and just like having wine nights with friends. Oh, like- and not being able to buy wine on Sundays. We we were going to a dinner. My roommate and I walked into the grocery store and the wine section was boarded up and we were like 
what? See, I don't even remember that, but I'm sure it's probably like that. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I love yes. that. <laughs> Anything else that you can think of or is that? That's all that, that that's all that comes up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's play this fun game of this or that. I'm super excited to do it. I feel like I know mm-hmm. like one or two ways that I think that you're going to answer, but I'll just okay. I'll start firing them off. So okay. plane or boat? Plane. No, boat. I'm terrified of flying. I don't know. What? I have videos. Every single flight, I was crying because we had one flight to Portugal and the turbulence was unbelievable. I've never experienced turbulence like that in my life before. I swear, we dropped like five feet, like without any warning or anything. So now I'm scarred. I hate flying. I cry on every flight, even though I've literally been on countless flights. I'm terrified. So probably both. Okay. (laughs) Airbnb or hotel? Mm, Hostel? Hostel, that's that's a good option. Hostels are fun. Hostels are actually so much more fun. You meet a lot of really interesting people in hostels. Yes. Or you book a totally awful and sketchy hostel that's basically a homeless shelter. And then you sleep with your eyes open. Uh, see, I didn't experience that. I experienced booking a hostel that I was like, this is going to be disgusting and sketchy. And it was actually surprisingly fun. So yeah, some hostels, <laughs> like they really surprise you. Some of them are really nice. They could be like hotels. They had yeah. soap in the, yep. you know, soap in the washroom for you to use. And yeah, it was really yeah. nice. And cheap. Very, very, very cheap. cheap. That's yeah. like the thing I miss most. Yep. Okay. Camping or glamping? Camping. I know you're gonna say that. <laughs> I love camping. <laughs> I know you do. You're like yeah. a diehard camper. Didn't you yeah. the summer that I met you, didn't you guys uh oh my god, what is it called when you uh, portaging? We went portaging. portaging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys portage yeah. you and Michael. Yeah, I remember you yeah. saying I love it. It's super empowering. It's um very different unplugged experience, but I like it the most because of how empowering it is, especially as a woman to be able to lift all the heavy things and do so much of that work to survive by yourself that's what I like about it the most that's so cool I've never done that I've never even camped (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm more of a glamper (laughs) um city or nature city or nature yeah oh nature yeah group or alone Uh, alone I'm so introverted (laughs) but traveling traveling alone Oh, actually, no. Traveling alone can be scary. <laughs> yeah. I had a couple scary moments when I was alone. Yeah. I bet. Street food or restaurant? Street food would be the most interesting. Yeah. Night in or night out? Mm, the night, the night in I had with my friends were the most special ones. We just, you know, made pasta and learned recipes from each other. So I think night in for me, I'm not much of a clubbing person. It's more intimate then too, because like you get yeah. to like talk and spend more time. Whereas you know you go out and you kind of get captivated by what you're doing, where you don't always have those opportunities to have those nice deep conversations that build relationships, yeah. right? Yeah. Suitcase or backpack? That's a hard one. That's a really hard one. Age old question. <laughs> I think I think backpack. I did most of my traveling in, in a backpack. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. Cooler ocean. The pool. Really? Yeah. Why? Yeah. I just got back from Hawaii and I got stung by like these little, I don't know what they were, 
but you you never know what's in well, you never know what's in the ocean when you're in it. <laughs> At least it's the pool you know. You're not wrong. Swimming or sunbathing? Uh swimming. I get way too hot. Yeah, I do too. I used to love like tailing all the time. Not so much anymore. Yeah. Spontaneous or planned? Oh my goodness, planned. <laughs> planned. My my bad hostel experience was because of a spontaneous uh <laughs> booking. I yeah. should have known that. <laughs> I should have known it was yeah, it was in a red light district. It oh. it was it was it was bad. There was there was a guy on the stairs watching porn. There was like a violent. It was bad. I left in the middle of the night. I couldn't do it. And I'm where was that? Sure. It was, was in London. Oh, and, and London. I just yeah. assumed when you said red light, I'm like Amsterdam. You want to dance? London. It was oh. it was bad. Yeah, That's planned bad. for me. <laughs> Adventure or relax adventure walk everywhere or uber everywhere walk yeah i i figured you were gonna say that after all of our conversations about walking yeah sleep in or up early up early yeah you gotta get the most of the day gotta get everything in sleep in you miss everything right yeah uh mountains or the beach the beach sand or snow museum or garden garden not museums i don't like museums really see i love that when you know what if if you ask me to go to a museum here i'm Mm. really not that interested but just like learning about anywhere in europe it doesn't matter where it is i just felt so like intrigued and wanted to learn even like the cathedrals like going into the different cathedrals so cool like i don't know if you got an opportunity to go to strasbourg at all did you no no so there's this one cathedral in Strasbourg and I'll never forget it all the like texture I'll say of the outside of the building from far away just you're like okay it's just like bridges and stuff like that but if you get really close everything's like hand carved yeah. it's insane and like insane. it's like silhouettes of like a person and stuff like crazy and then I also learned so I'm not a big Sherlock Holmes person but I learned that the cathedral in Strasbourg is the cathedral that they blew up in the first I think Sherlock Holmes because the cathedral there one of the towers burned down so it actually only has one tower that's part of the history but yeah I don't if if we're talking traveling museums every day yeah I mean museums are one thing but if you're traveling with a friend who's an artist and every museum takes four hours love them like I love my best friend I love them so much but that was difficult. Spending a very, very, very long time in each museum was a point of conflict for us. Oh, yeah, that's fair. All right, my yeah. last one. My last one. Pack light or overpack? Pack light. I was doing, I was doing like one pair of pants and two t-shirts for, I think it was like four or five days. It was pretty gross, but I'm a pack light kind of person. Honestly, I did that too. When I was going yeah. on my short little like weekend trips, like you are not going to fill like a backpack or anything with a lot of clothes. Like, yeah, you're yeah. got like one pair of pants, two shirts and, and you're good to go because yeah. most of the time I'd always end up wanting to buy stuff. Like not necessarily. And you don't want to hold it. Yeah. The weight of having to carry it, you know, and because you're walking a lot, like, yeah, yeah, brutal. yeah. Well, that that concludes all my questions. Thank you so much for coming on and talking about everything. I feel like I got to have my own moment of living vicariously through your experience and 
kind of, you know, reliving my own by thinking about some of my own memories. So it's really, it was really fun for me. I hope it was fun for you. Yeah, it was fun for me to talk about it, you know, because there's always so much you can talk about it with your family and friends because they've heard it all. But this was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can re-listen to it, you know, like, and then be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Or it'll make you think of something else, too, right? Yes. Unlimited memories. I swear they'll never stop popping up. I know. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And I can't wait to honestly just like re-listen to this whole podcast and think (laughs) about everything and all of your experiences. So I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) No problem. Bye, Vibers. This episode's quote. We travel because distance and difference are the secret tonic of creativity. When we get home, home is still the same, but something inside our minds has changed and that changes everything. Beautiful.